Hello and welcome to The Great Beyond, an Is This Good companion pod where we follow up on last week's episode, answer listener questions, and catch up with each other. The person I'm catching up with is, of course, Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Thanks for coming today. Thanks for having me. Uh, No problem. I'll ask you right off the bat. Did anything (laughs) good or not good happen to you this week? Well, something not good happened to me. Uh, Oh, no. Flying high last week and now come back down to earth. (laughs) I literally flew too close to the sun because mm-hmm. I got heat stroke yesterday. So how did that uh, manifest itself? Well, it was sort of it was like a heat hangover, I would say, you know. Uh on Sunday we played pickleball in the sun for 3 hours and then mm-hmm. on Monday yesterday uh sorry, Monday we we played for another two and a half hours. I was playing in my league again in the super hot sun, and when I woke up yesterday morning, I was just on my ass, like lethargic, super dehydrated, headache, all that stuff. Hadn't been drinking or anything, so I knew it wasn't one of those headaches. So I was just um, notice that he has to say that out loud, huh? Because everyone's assume he had a little bit of the a little tipple. Yeah, no tipple over here. Um so yeah, I was like laid up basically yesterday. Um, so it was not. Did good. you have to record a podcast? I didn't, thank God. But I did. Uh, I was sort of prepping stuff because we uh, we did a no bunts crossover. So I, there was work to be done. Okay. But, but for the most part, it worked out great because I could just lie flat on my back all day, catch up on my stories, and I watched the HQ trivia doc. Um, oh, uh, the CNN. The CNN. It's I think it's called Glitch. Uh, mm-hmm. our, our man Scott Rogowski and neither of the neither <laughs> of the close personal friend Scott per- Rogowski. Yeah, well, to be honest, he felt like our close personal friend. We You're right. Every every day, basically for months, we would drop everything at three p.m. and play this stupid game, uh, which was actually, as I remember it, pretty hard. Like we only, I think we only won once. Well, that was the sad part about it, was that we were usually six people playing. Yeah. And we were we would, eventually we thought, hey, why don't we do this on five separate phones so that we'll have five theoretical chances. That's right. So, like, let's say we're sure it's down to these two options, and we have two phones left. We'll be sure to get one of them right. Right. And yet, even with that system, <laughs> we only won one time. Yeah, but and they, these are not stupid people. No, this is you know six grown adults who have been around the world a few times uh, cumulatively, a uh, lot of experience under our belts, and the questions were quite hard. Also, this system was inherently flawed because inevitably one of us would go rogue. Right? We'd be like, uh, "Fuck, it's Wilfred Brimley." I'm a hundred percent sure. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> And uh, and uh, let me guess, I was probably yelling at that person. Yeah, yeah. Like, you got to trust the system. The system will not fail us. Yeah. So uh, I remembered that we, I think we might have won twice, but there was one time that we won. The first time we won, I was like, I'm sure there's footage of it because I'm. we film everything. It was in our office back in the starters days. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I put a call out on our WhatsApp. Does anybody have this footage? Uh and of course, I had the footage because I shot it. It was on my phone. And um, yeah, so this was, I have it. I'm going to play it for you. This was us winning uh, HQ Trivia. It was January the 29th, 20, 
18, I think, or 2017. No, it was 2018, 2018. So, wow. so here it That's comes. That's five years ago already. That's uh, crazy. I know. Wait till you see Trey's beard. It's like completely black almost. There's no gray in it at all. And thank okay. God I'm I'm not in it because I would feel so <laughs> depressed if I saw myself. But uh, but here. Well, were you skinnier back then? Uh, I was actually, yeah, I was in much better shape than I am okay. right Okay. Now. All right. Okay. Go ahead. I'll just imagine you <laughs> ripped. If you're watching this or listening, just know the person holding the camera has a six pack and the sound is reverberating <laughs> off of it. All right. Here it comes. All right. Q12, which U.S. president has a mustache but no beard in his official presidential portrait? Benjamin Harris. We don't know. We're guessing. So the question is, who has, which presidential, which president had a mustache and no beard in his presidential portrait? Exactly. Oh, man. That a tough one. Oh, so Skeets thinks he got to, gets it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's Grover. What? <laughs> 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 Read my name. Read my name, Scott. <laughs> Read my name, Scott. Wow, Me screaming, what a day. <laughs> That's amazing. And then the, those rocket uh, graphics. I remember that t-shirt. I remember that hoodie. Oh, this is a We did day. it. We did it. Wow. What a perfect strategy. Execute. Oh, oh, do you hear me? Green 66 winners. 66 HQD stepping into the winner's circle, splitting $2,500. That's good for $6. Six bucks. Uh, six bucks a person. We won six bucks. And that was, we put in probably, a, let's see, we would do it once a day. Let's once say it, it yeah. 20 minutes. So mm-hmm. every three days is an hour. So, I mean, we're talking at least 50 hours. Oh, yeah. And we made six bucks divided by six, which is a dollar. It's a dollar, <laughs> which we couldn't cash in because at the time I think it was uh, you couldn't cash it in unless you had uh, won over twenty dollars. But oh, then okay. in the That's documentary, nice apparently loophole. people weren't getting that money anyways because you know because they didn't have it. They didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. It was I, I saw that when it came out, which was what at least a few months ago, if not more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm just going on on memes here. But well, first of all. Do you hear me in the video screaming? I forget what exactly it is, but something like I'd scream like, what a strategy, what a perfect strategy. I think that was one of the few times we stuck to the strategy. Yeah, could a strategy be perfect if it works one out of every 100 times? <laughs> I, I don't know. You also reminded me in that clip of um, how some of us, we were all sitting around one table. This is in the starters days when we all lived in Atlanta. I saw yeah. Lee was there standing over uh, Skeets' shoulder, so we were full squad. Um some of you guys were using those computer, like those laptop holders. You know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. they set the laptop above. And it used to drive me nuts because I couldn't see anyone's face. Right. Because it was like exactly at eye level, <laughs> at face level. Um, what do you think? You miss um, being in an office all day, sitting around a table with people? I mean, I, I definitely miss that part of it. Like when we're just fucking around and playing H group trivia. Like... When we're sitting there breaking the show and like filling out the rundown every day, I could do without that. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, just the six of us in a room just shooting the shit, and you know, people would come and go. Although we were pretty hidden away, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, just being in an office and like well, you know, leaving my house was enjoyable. 
Yeah, well, that's. It, do you think that's why you were in better shape? Oh, 100%. 100%. Because you would, you would get there and go to the gym in the office, right? I would do that, but then uh, I started going to like a pre- like a small group training um, on the oh, way right, to work. right, right, right. On the right, way right, to work. Right. So that, and yeah. you, you said the thing you missed the most uh, from not working out at the... Uh, the gym at work was you didn't get to see enough of our coworkers' penises. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a huge, uh, a huge, um, not a perk. What's the opposite of a perk? Uh, <laughs> I can't think of one. I can't think of the word because to me it's a perk. Exactly. Exactly. Were, were people like you know you go to like a regular gym mm-hmm. like a YMCA or whatever. Mm-hmm. Men, especially you know the core, like the older you are, the more and the long, the longer the balls, the more free you are with your penis being sure. out. You put your uh, your right foot up on the bench. Yeah, you bend over, got the towel in your grundle. Um, <laughs> my question was was going to be at the work gym. Yeah, were people less inclined to show like to, you know? To show their schwans. Right. No, not at all, actually. (laughs) We work for a sports (laughs) network. A lot of jocks work there. And I think the more jockier they were, um, you know, and I don't think it really was because I saw a lot of uh, different shapes and sizes in there, you know. But, yeah, Um, definitely a lot of sort of – they were completely comfortable. I was beside myself embarrassed of just – Dude that I work with standing there completely butt naked, just ha- shooting the shit, catching up. Oh, you know? okay. But let's say you were at just a regular YMCA, would you have been more free? Um, no, nah, I, I would usually you let like, it dangle. I like to keep. I like to keep it locked down. Yeah, oh, you I like to keep it locked down. Yeah, I don't need people looking. The at man me. that would take people's cameras and take pictures of I his know. mangina, <laughs> squeeze his testes, and say it was a chicken heart. Mm-hmm. This yeah. man is all shy and the. In the company gym. I grew up, Matt. I grew up. Oh. Uh, sounds like you got shy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe a little shy. Well, here's the thing that they don't tell you when you get fat. Penis st- stays <laughs> the same size. It just stays the same. So uh-huh. you're just like a bigger guy around the same size penis. So when I'm skinny guy, you know, mildly impressive. Fat guy, it's like same size penis. Right, you know. right, right. So it's kind of like when they say, like, <laughs> if you shave your bush... You, right. Your penis will look bigger. That's right. Right. Exactly. But the more uh, girth you have around it, you know, and it also starts to climb inside. Like it's starting to take over, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like kudzu? Exactly. It's it's like it's like uh, fatzu, just going over. <laughs> fatzu. <laughs> hold on. Hold on a second, though. I'm about to ask you maybe the dumbest question I've ever asked anyone. <laughs> I've never thought about this before. Okay. If you're if you get very fat, yeah. Would your penis get fatter? No, like, that's what I'm saying. It the penis get... has no fat on it. It is the slimmest part of me right now. So, so the penis is like always fighting at like uh, featherweight in the <laughs> UFC. That's, it's like it's like it. fucking like just like a straight, perfectly cut. Yeah. Not an ounce of fat on it. Not an ounce. No fat. So honestly, why aren't we uh, like doing a, a penile <laughs> biopsy? Figure out what's going on in there because my thighs are getting fatter, my toes are getting fatter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my cheeks are getting fatter. Yeah. The penis stayed in the same size. So let's figure out what's going on in there. Exactly. And then let's right. inject it into the rest of the body. 
Right. Or whatever's happening with the nose and ears that keep growing for your entire life, get that into the, the penis. Oh, that's another. Right? Okay, so there's two areas of scientific <laughs> research we need to get into. Untouched. This is untouched in the scientific world as far as I know. No one's talking about this. Nobody. Uh, I just try to think like of a good name for it. Because like, you know like there's Ozempic now? Yeah. So it's like... Uh, some some I think are available in pill form, but it's some in an injection where it just basically makes you not hungry at all. Right. So you lose weight by not wanting to eat. Yes. Now, the penis has ozempic. It's a naturally ozempic produced sperm is full of ozempic. Right. Okay. This is my theory. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how, you know, it's like, uh, like dumb reasons to do things when you were a kid. Like, uh, you know, like I I used to know my friend had a dad in public health and he was like, if we could just convince every teenager that cigarettes is what was giving them acne, Mm -hmm. then like maybe less people would smoke. Sure. Though I think that is probably true that cigarettes do give you acne or like, you know, make your penis not work or something. Yeah, I've heard that. Sure. Right. But now what if we tell girls that BJs are going to make them lose weight? It's Ozempic. It's, na- it's a, all it's natural It's really a win-win. Ozempic. It's a win-win. Uh, all right. Well, back to HQ Trivia. <laughs> uh, back to HJ Trivia. What a time. What a time that was. What a time. You know, Scott, or I think they cover this in the documentary, right? Right, right at the end, that he is living in L.A. and he owns like a, like right. a vintage t-shirt shop i think somewhere in like santa monica yeah yeah um there's actually shots of him with like a leaf blower in front of it like uh <laughs> but it, and it's a spe- is it specifically sports memorabilia like sports uh i don't think so i know he's I a big sports so. guy but anyways yeah I, so he's i think he's also um i remember reading an article that he was auctioning off a lot of um like this sounds weird so i hope i'm not making it up vintage alex trebek um like clothing Alex Trebek actually wore on Jeopardy? Oh, really? Oh. Well, he yeah. did say he, in the documentary, he does say I I just came back from the uh the Alex Trebek state sale. A state sale. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. And he had he was holding up like a it was like a maple leaf uh like a team Canada almost and it had Trebek on the back. Like I don't know if it was a jersey or a sweatshirt, but yeah, if he got all those suits and stuff then for sure, yeah. Does it? Did he audition for the role of Jeopardy host? Like when Trebek Rogowski? died? Oh, that's a great question. Like, would you? You're a big Jeopardy guy. Would you like to see him as Jeopardy host, or is he too kind of zany and like? Does he not have the gravitas? I of, think of, he... uh, of a Mayan Bialik. <laughs> you know what? I I love Maya on it on Jeopardy. I think she's great. Oh, real? So I I haven't seen her do it. I, I like I don't really watch it regularly, but. I thought from what I saw on Twitter, or shall we say X, that uh, <laughs> people hated her for some reason. Uh, well, because people are fucking... I, sorry, you saw this on Twitter, that they didn't like a woman doing a, what's been a, a man's job for the last uh, 35 yeah, years? Yeah, but the people that were commenting said, it's not because she's a woman. Oh, oh, they qualified it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you could believe it. Yeah, no, I think okay, she well, does do a you great like job. Jennings? No, I don't actually. Oh, so I'll... Jennings is bad, Bialik is good. In my opinion, 
I mean, this it's might Jenny- be honestly for our unpopular opinion segment, JD. And okay, the, uh, is yeah. this good show? Yeah, let's put it in. The but now I have pool. to watch like a bunch of. Uh, no, never mind. <laughs> I'm not watching three hours of Jeopardy to prepare. I think I think hiring Scott Rogowski to do Jeopardy would be a next level galaxy brain move. I think it would bring young people in. I have such affection for Scott Rogowski just from oh, HQ, HQ Trivia. I think he's one of the most talented guys out there. I was thrilled when he got that the baseball show with uh, Adnan. Mm-hmm. I guess that went away. I, I didn't. Uh, it was didn't on really. DAZN, and I think th- I don't even know. Oh, it's DAZN? DAZN. I don't yeah, know. it was DAZN. Okay, yeah. So, um, hey, he seems to be doing okay, but if there's another game show, like they should bring him back because he's he's amazing. He he he's so fast on his feet, and uh, you know. And shout out to Sharon and all the rest of the HQDs. They're all great. Eh. Okay. Oh, don't you don't you slander Sharon. I remember that was a big thing in the office when we'd, we'd all turn on our phones. I think it was at 3 p.m. It's like 2.59. We're so excited. 3 p.m. Someone else pops up. We're like, who's this guy? <laughs> we need the quiz, daddy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we loved it him. It sucked. Yeah. It is funny because, like, I remember watching that documentary and thinking, you know, we have no idea. Maybe he's, like, super happy. He's a fulfilling life. He has more time to live a more balanced uh, existence and he's in great shape. I mean, I don't know, right? But I just remember thinking, this feels a little bit sad. Oh yeah, like, totally. I mean, HQ Trivia was like a fucking sensation, and mm-hmm. they were raking in money. I mean, I don't know, I don't know. And they had like no overhead, right? In the doc they cover, they're just like, you know, bootstrapping it, uh, barely. Like they're they're recording this in like a closet of their office, yeah, and with a small team of people. And then, like, you know, Nike's coming on and all these brands are coming on. Like, uh, The Rock was on promoting, I I forget what movie, maybe Rampage or something. Yeah. Paying them a shit ton of money. And, like, watched by millions of people and then it just goes away. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's really fucking sad, to be honest. Yeah. And that's why it's better to be us. (laughs) Very, like, barely popular. (laughs) Yeah. Just lurk at the bottom for the year. A little bit more popular. (laughs) But then you go back down to being mm, yeah. marginally popular. <laughs> just not bothering anybody. Just dwelling here at the bottom. But we're hey, happy. If you're, if you're watching this on YouTube and you see me in a weird room with a, with a <laughs> picture of a clown behind me, some yoga mats in the corner, it looks like it hasn't been decorated. Don't feel bad for me, okay? Because it was never better than this. It was only marginally better than this. That's right. Now here I am. <laughs> that uh, painting by the way mm-hmm. that was that creepy clown painted yeah. by red skelton wow famous comedian from uh i, I think the 50s it, so that's worth at least that's worth at least 200 dollars. at least don't be sad for me we always got this <laughs> <laughs> this nest egg here i love that yeah apparently it's uh it's uh jill's like i think her grandmother like had it for some reason oh. i don't know how wow Let's get it appraised. Anyone from the Antiques Roadshow watching? <laughs> Let's appraise this. Anyways, we'll figure out the recording situation. Okay? We're every time we're trying something new. Um, all right. HQ Trivia. Cherish the memories. Cherish uh, yeah. I had something... I don't know. It was a good and bad. Because I did... The the move was completed on... Okay, that's good. Monday show with Skeets. Yep. The subjective trivia question, if you'll remember, was what is the worst part about moving the pre-pack, the culling, 
the packing, the logistics and the unpacking. And I and I said logistics. You guys came up with different answers. I forget what you said. I think you said the actual packing. Yeah. Uh, I think I was right in the end. Yeah. Because now, now the move, as far as move goes, of all the moves I've done, and I've done many, it was pretty smooth, I have okay. to say. That's good. But, for instance, they were an hour late. Okay? Ugh. Hate that. Now, luckily, I was moving out of, like, uh, an apartment, but it was, like, in a freestanding structure, like a little bungalow. I've mentioned this before. So it wasn't like I was, like, I only had the elevator for an hour, and now they're an hour late. Right. Or, like, I only have that visitor's parking space that's big enough for a truck in the garage or whatever. Yeah. So it's fine. I was just waiting there for an hour, but, okay, like, not a stress I needed. Um, <laughs> the funniest part about the move is that I had, like, prepped my place, because I'd been out of my place for a long time. I had it prepped perfectly for moving. Like, the best I've ever prepped a place is, like, there was not, no, it was like a, it was like a penis, JD. Not an ounce of fat, okay? <laughs> Nothing extra in there. Not even the balls. Like, wow. everything was, there was, like, maybe three boxes. Yeah. Then the rest was, like, all furniture, like, carpets rolled up. The mattress already had the plastic mattress cover on it. Okay. Nothing to walk around. It was, like, super easy. And uh, so I, I walked in with my bag, like my backpack, had yeah. my computer in it just in case I needed to do some work. I put it by the door. Or, sorry, I put it, yeah, basically by the door. And the guy came in and said, all right, what goes? I said, this, 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 this. I said, the only thing that doesn't go is my bag. But maybe 30 minutes later, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to email that guy. I'm starting looking for my bag. Can't find it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy. Did this guy pack my bag? So he comes back in from, uh, you know, putting stuff in the truck. I go, hey, uh, did you move my bag by chance? He's like, what bag? The backpack? He's like, oh, that wasn't supposed to go? I said, no, it wasn't supposed to go. He's like, okay, no problem. I'll bring it back in. Then I kind of get distracted and I notice he's come back in two, three times and he hasn't brought the bag back. So almost everything's gone now. So I walk outside and I go, hey, uh, the bag? He's like... Yeah, um, I put it in first, so Uh, I'm going to have to move everything to get it out, so why don't we just give it back to you when we get back to your new place? (laughs) I say, well, that would be fine, except my car keys are in there. Oh, God. So he's like, oh, okay, well, (laughs) yeah, it is a lot of stuff to move, but if you really want me to, I could move it. But now I'm thinking, like... Not only is it a pain in the ass for him to move everything, now I'm paying way more because right. it's by the hour, right? Right, right. So I say, why don't I just hop in your truck, you drive me in there, then we'll unpack it, and I'll come pick up my car tomorrow. He's like, yeah, we're not supposed to have everyone in the oh truck. It's God. liability issues. We can't have anyone in the truck. So I go, well, what would you rather? Would you rather me come in the truck <laughs> or unpack everything? He goes, yeah, why don't you come on in the truck? <laughs> So, okay, fine. But but these, you know, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is it's these, like, logistics, these things you can't control. Right. That is definitely the worst part. Now, the other funny thing was, like, they asked me so many questions about, like, they were, like, walking around being like, this is a nice place. Why are you moving? <laughs> if I lived here, I would. And by the way, it's, like, not so nice. It was nice. Right. It was cute. It was really small. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, how much was this place? And then, like, you know. They see, like, a, a guitar pick on the counter. It's like, you play guitar? <laughs> then they're like, because there's some bag boxes with uh, ba- uh, boxes with books in it. Yeah. You a reader? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess so. What kind of books you like? 
Oh, I don't know. Fucking Hardy Boys. Just, you know, they tickle me. The mysteries they solve. I'm like, I don't know fiction. <laughs> Anyways, they were nice. They got it done relatively quickly. It did cost a lot more than I thought it would. Mm. TaskRabbit, not as cheap as you think it's going to be. That's all I'll say. Okay. Uh, anyway, so move is done. I like so that they took an interest in you. Like, you know. Yeah, you're right. Well, because they, I think there's that thing where it's like, it is maybe a TaskRabbit thing where it's like, they want to be friendly. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. They want you to hire them to then, uh, I don't know, come install your TV or do right. an odd job or something gotcha, like that. Gotcha, gotcha. They want so, a rapport with you. They want a rapport. Gotcha. Yeah. But they, I mean, maybe they were just nice guys. They were really nice guys. And I would happily hire them again. Shout out to those guys. They're there listening. They're not listening. <laughs> One thing they didn't ask me is, got a lot of audio equipment. You host a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody in LA has that. <laughs> Like is that uh, true crime? I'm like no. They're like nah, we're not interested. We're big murderinos. Um, the other bad thing is I am going a little bit crazy because I have not seen any of the movies that I oh, as a member on. of society have supposed to be in seen. I know it's partly the move. Now I'm sick. I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm furious. I can no longer see Mission Impossible Seven in IMAX because yeah. uh, Oppenheimer came took all the screens. I I can't believe that. Um that Tom Cruise is standing for that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, well, he, you know, apparently he tried to to kind of get in there early, and apparently he made personal calls to theater executives to be like, give me more screens. Really? Yeah. Wow. And that's why they also pushed up the date to Wednesday. Dead Reckoning opened on a Wednesday Ugh. instead of Friday. You Anyways, know but it's not doing well. Dead Reckoning is not doing well. It's Which done, is terrible news for me uh, and you in the uh, Mission Impossible <laughs> fan club. No, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. The, it's well, a, they're already shot the second one, or most of it, so like that's coming out It's gonna, way. It's going to make its money three times over. It's going to be fine. It's, just, it's an older yeah, crowd. Yeah, once it comes to DVD. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is an older crowd, and they, they take their time going out. It's us. It's us. It's not the fucking Barbenheimers out there. Well, and you know yeah. what? You know what's going to burn your ass is that half of these IMAX screens. I think I mentioned this last time are being taken up by fucking Barbie. No, well, not here. The IMAX screens are all being taken up by Oppenheimer. Well, there's there's like three screenings of Barbie in the in the day, and then at night it's one screening of Oppenheimer in IMAX. Why do you need to see that in IMAX? I honestly, I mean, I it looks very vivid, the colors and stuff. You know, it looks well shot and nice to look at. Literally eye candy. But do you need IMAX for that? I don't think so. Well, the other problem I'm running into is you literally cannot see Oppenheimer in 70 millimeter IMAX here. There's two theaters that have 70 millimeter IMAX. Okay. And I swear to God, I've looked a week out. And like, it's the first row. You can't sit in the first row of 70 millimeter IMAX. <laughs> You can't. Why do they even have a first row? Honestly. That's crazy. Like, you can't see anything. Anyway, so I haven't seen Oppenheimer because I want to see it in 70mm IMAX like Christopher Nolan intended it to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I can't see that. I don't really want to see Barbie. And I can't see Mission Impossible in IMAX because Oppenheimer's in all the screens. And my complaint that I have to you is... Well, actually, before I get to my complaint... I'm not a movie planner. Are you like, I hate the idea of like buying a ticket to a movie that's two weeks out. Mm. 
Like, if it's a concert, I have no problem doing that, right? Yeah. But somehow, in my brain, my brain is like, do you want to go see a movie tonight? Okay. Then you buy the ticket. Right. Not like, do you, will I want to see this movie in 10 days from now? I don't know. Yeah. No. So I, that's fucking me up, because everyone here is buying tickets way in advance. That you have to. I, I've been, well, I have kids. So Even in Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought, I bought really? my tickets a week in advance to go to uh, Mission Impossible. Because I wanted to sit in row E. I wanted to be as close to the center as I could be. And it worked. Well, the, our, t- our tickets were fucking amazing. Well, you know what? He's not going to like this, but let me call out my friend Charles here for a second. <laughs> because he has this thing where he hates sitting next to people in the movies. Okay. Right? I'm, I'm with him on this so far. Okay. Yeah, uh, sure. Why? If we could choose, sure. Absolutely. But... He doesn't want it left up to chance. So what he does is he will buy the two seats next to him. On either side? On either side. Wow. And that, then I suppose that... he could choose whichever of the three is sitting. Okay, but here's here's the thing. that, that <laughs> Like, I know he does this. He's doing fine. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> Don't worry about him. But he sent a, a picture like of, oh, like Oppenheimer... It's about to start. Giant screen, 70 millimeters, the whole thing uh, at the Chinese theater here in Hollywood. Oh, nice. I go, you didn't do your three seat thing for this, right? Because keep in mind, I'm refreshing trying to find a fucking seat to sit at this movie. (laughs) Anyways, I guess the movie started. He didn't respond. And then like three hours later, he's like, yeah, I did. I'm like, you fucking asshole. (laughs) No one can see this movie, and you're buying three seats and using one of them? Uh, I mean, he could have invited me, f- frankly. Yeah. I mean, would he mind sitting next to you? He wouldn't be happy about it. Oh, so he does just doesn't want to sit next to anybody. No, he'd be fine sitting next to me. But but he would set a rule. Like, I'm not allowed to ask him for any of his peanut m and <laughs> That's fair. I'm with him on that one as well. <laughs> you know, what he, <laughs> this has been like, I've been friends with him since, like, preschool but this is a running joke is that he always says i never get anything at the theater and that during the movie i'll just ask him for something which maybe happened once so now he'll like get a giant diet coke (laughs) and then i won't ask him because i don't even drink diet coke and then he'll try to make me want like he'll go he'll like whisper like do you want some of this coke (laughs) just so like i can ask him for it and then he can be like see you always want to drink my coke i'm like i never want to drink your coke all right let me get to the complaint these are all the movie formats that I looked at and saw as possible options on Fandango when trying to see uh, Mission Impossible 7, Dead Reckoning, and Oppenheimer. Okay. IMAX. Okay. IMAX 70 millimeter. All right. Heard of 70 millimeter regular. Okay, that's fine. Dolby Cinema. 4DX. What's that? Laser. Regular. Who knows? <laughs> this is my point. <laughs> Like, why does the, why did the paradox of choice have to come to movies? You know what I mean? Like, it, it used to be complicated enough to just pick the movie you were going to see yeah. at the time. Now I'm looking at it, I'm like, am I going to miss out on something because I'm not seeing it at in laser? Yeah, laser sounds terrible. It sounds like laser disc. That's what I think of. Like, yeah, but laser disc was at one time the clearest picture you could get. Yeah, at one time, like 25 years ago. Yeah, or for karaoke. For some reason, that was like the only thing on Laserdisc. Right. IMAX, we know what it is. Yes. 70 millimeter, it's a double 35 millimeter. Exactly. Okay? Yep. So we know what IMAX 70 millimeter is. Dolby Cinema, 
I mean, I assume it has Dolby audio technology, but then when I like Googled it, it said that the picture was better too. Yeah. Was Dolby's involved in projection now? They've always been involved with projection. They've always sort of, uh, they've been like the print masters, you know, they, they're the ones that print it out and stuff, but I don't, I don't think that's film. I could be wrong. Um, they actually do a demonstration in the Dolby Theater. Like, this is what you could be watching in some other shitty uh, non-Dolby room, and it's right, just right, like right, right. it looks the blacker the the blacks look black like totally black. Oh, like, gotta have my blacks black. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, I saw Mission Impossible in the Dolby room at uh, Madison Yards or whatever, and uh, it was great. I don't know if it was. It was definitely not IMAX or I don't think it was 70 millimeter, but it looked fucking good. And it had like this, this seat shake, like when you're, you know, along with like because explosions. Because the actual sh- seats shake or just because the floor is shaking from I, the base? Literally, I think that it's like animatronic shaking. Oh, really? Of, yeah. Okay, because that's what 4DX is. Okay, so I saw it. Like, I had that as well, so... But, but no, but 4DX is also like, if it's raining, they'll mist you. It's like, that shit, like I 1960s, like, smell of vision <laughs> Yeah, no, no, thank you. Well, okay, I don't know. That's what 4DX is. Okay, get out of here with that. I think there's only, like, one theater here that has that. Uh, what do and... they do when the bomb goes off in Oppenheimer? Like, just fucking Hold on, no spoilers, you? JD. <laughs> that's what it's about? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyways, it's too complicated. Oh, I, That's I all agree. I, want to say. I agree, hundred percent. All right, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, the Patreon live stream hangout is tonight. Yeah, it's all going down tonight, eight thirty p.m. Eastern. To join, go to Patreon.com/slash/IsThisGood. If you want to check it on a trial basis, come for free. We're happy to have you. Of course. Uh, you need to sign up Patreon.com/slash/IsThisGood in the Great or Goat categories, and. Uh, it's Summer of Dunks, JD. Yeah. I was going to say it's still going, but it's only just begun. So I hope it's still going. <laughs> uh, Skeets was up first. Yep. That episode came up Monday. And Trey is coming up this Monday. This Monday. So we're very excited for that. Go to isthisgoodpod.com for merch. Send me emails at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. could always use some good emails. Subscribe on YouTube and leave a review uh, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, so another thing I want to discuss with you is, well, tell me if you ever heard of this word, these two words put together before. Okay. Girl dinner. Uh, yes. I saw some, uh, you know, reels and Instagram posts, memes, I guess you'd call them. Um, just people breaking down their girl meals. Um, mm-hmm. Charcuterie boards, that sort of thing, you know. Yes. Well, I would say not as not as composed as a charcuterie board. Uh, yeah. Like, it's just, like, random shit that you're kind of, like, picking out of the fridge. Right. What what used to be called grazing... Sure. ...is now called girl dinner. Yeah. Okay. When, so, I, when I... Every single one of them, it it all looked like stuff you, you would eat or drink... Or you would have with wine, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like a lot. Like a, a sl- like a cold cut. Yeah. A tiny crostini, some cheese, cheese yeah. then uh, then three almonds, then <laughs> <That's right. laughs> one olive. I mean, I am literally just describing a charcuterie board. You're yeah. right, but but I'm, I guess I'm saying it's like they're not like laying it out for presentation because that's the whole point. It's something that a girl eats alone, right? 
and just picks at stuff, okay? Yep. So that was one thing. Now, then GQ came out with a story, and they said, okay, you've heard of the girl dinner, but have you heard of the husband meal? (laughs) So the husband meal is, I'm just going to quote from the article here. The husband meal is a culinary expression of the shadow self. It's the result of having to feed yourself without taking your significant other's preferences into account. Often it's not merely incidental, but planned and anticipated with relish. At the same time, it's usually not going to require a ton of effort or precise plating. After all, you're the only one seeing it. And if no one's watching you eat it, however sloppy you get is between you and God. So they're saying, if girl dinner is something eats when girl is alone, husband yeah. meal is something husband eats when husband is alone. Okay. When when wife has left husband to forage for self. Yes. Girl boss wife away on business trip. Husband <laughs> must forage for self. Uh, so I want to ask you as the uh, one husband in this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you do husband meal when Rachel's gone? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. But I'm not, uh, you know, we, our meals as a family are not refined in any way. So, and and... My husband meal, my go-to husband meal, is going to sound insane. Not insane, but just there's one part of it that's sort of insane. And I'll tell you what it is. And it's actually, it's not something that I eat over the sink or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, I get very annoyed uh, when we're sitting at the table and nobody puts any fucking placemats out. It drives me crazy. But we've been going without placemats for years (laughs) now because I've... I'm tired of complaining about it. Nobody wants to do it. So it's like when the table is set, it's just throw some cutlery on there, silverware for you Americans, some napkins, and then just have at it. So I will sit at the table. I have a placemat. And what I do, and it's a lot of work, actually. I will grill a steak, uh, a a ribeye steak, because Jackson doesn't like steak, and I'm not supposed to be eating that much red meat anyways. I don't like, you know, I'm trying to cut down. He doesn't like steak. He doesn't like it, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, okay. just doesn't like it. Um, so I'll, I'll, I will, I will put charcoal on the grill and grill, like go through that whole process just for three minutes each side uh, for a ribeye. Mm-hmm. Throw that on a plate, okay? I'm having a Caesar salad, and not just like romaine with, you know. With Trader Joe's with dressing. dressing, it's like I'm making a Caesar salad. I am. Oh, thr- we're you putting a raw yolk in there. <laughs> putting a raw yolk. I got some we're anchovies. A, a anchovies? Up. Hell yes! Ooh. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But oh, I would. Not doing that. If I knew how to do that, I would do that. Some a little bit of lemon zest, some parmesan, that whole thing. And then I'm making one of my guiltiest of guilty pleasures: rice aroni. I love it. Nobody loves it. Interesting. I fucking love rice aroni. The San Francisco treat? The San Francisco treat. Do you feel as if every bite you take, you're on a trolley going uphill? <laughs> I do. As, I the, do. as the Full House theme song plays? <laughs> I absolutely do. Um, and then I'm having like, a, you know, a glass of wine and not just like a shitty glass of wine. I'm having like a nice Cabernet Sauvignon to go with it. Okay. And that's my that's my husband meal. Okay. I mean, sounds lovely to me. I mean, it's it's not uh, sloppy or gross, as as GQ yeah. is saying. Because my my problem with this with gendering this is like I, you're telling me that like Jill or Rachel wouldn't if like we were in home or even if we were home love to eat an entire fucking pepperoni pizza. Oh, 
That is hundred percent happening here. Right, hundred percent right. happening. Now, she's put. She's put. She's putting ruffles on a plate and like throwing some American cheese on it and putting it in the microwave. Right. And right. Those, that's those what I'm are saying. Na- we're having nachos for dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I've seen just as many girls do a girl dinner, mm-hmm. like picking at shit, as will like order something fucking gross. Yep. All right. Good. Yeah. Equality. I would like to introduce a third category, okay? okay? Because if husband meal is what happens when your your wife is away, you know, maybe it's a rare occasion you're like, I want to order the extra large pepperoni pizza. I want to order that thing from Pizza Hut that <laughs> like comes in a box and you slide it slide it out and there's like little compartments, there's like eight wings in this little box and yeah. there's cheesy bread then, there's a pizza then, there's <laughs> somehow there's like a 2 liter coke flat on its side or something. Anyway. Yeah. Um you can't do that when you live alone, when no. you're a man that lives alone, yeah. because you can't eat that way all the time. But you're also not like doing like a nice composed meal every time because it's, I don't know, at least I find it sucks to cook for one in yeah, that way. Totally. So I would like to introduce the monk meal. <laughs> okay. That's what I did when I lived alone forever, especially during the pandemic when I wasn't really seeing anyone. Okay. And that's when you're, you're eating alone every time. Yeah. But it's every meal, so you have to make something kind of healthy. Mm-hmm. But it's just the same thing every night, okay. over and over again. But you're the only one eating it, so you don't really care, right? So what is it for you? Like what what would the the monk meal be? The monk meal is basically like chopped vegetables, okay. sautéed. I guess you could call it a stir fry, but it, I mean, people hear stir fry, they think Asian ingredients right. and stuff like that. But it would usually just be chopped vegetables, whatever I had in the fridge. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of rice, and then maybe sometimes uh, protein, okay. like a, a grilled piece of chicken or something like that. That's it. Sounds great. Just one, like kind of like a one pot meal, basically. Yeah, but you eat it. Well, it's every it's night. fine, but it's like it, it just looks like uh, it doesn't look good. It's not plated well. <laughs> you know, right. it's usually dark. You know, right. there's not a lot of brightness in it because it's all being sautéed. Uh-huh. It's not pleasant to look at. No. It doesn't taste all that good, to be honest. <laughs> but it's the monk meal. But it's fuel. It's fuel, and it's just like, you don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, because the idea of me following a recipe for one, and then, like, finishing this, and then taking uh, taking my towel, and then rubbing the outside where I, there's just a little bit of sauce that's splotched on here. I want to take that off like I'm in a fine dining <laughs> restaurant. I'm not doing that. I, I just don't. Couldn't give a shit. So, so... But are you making this every night, or are you making one batch of it for the week? No, every night. Every I'm night. doing it. I'm cooking it up fresh. Oh, okay. Respect. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, so anyways, you're welcome to come over and have a monk meal anytime. <laughs> oh, great. But now I don't get to cook a monk meal anymore, because we're cooking two for two. <laughs> so now it's got to look like food, uh, suddenly. Boo. Uh, did you see this uh, Miranda Lambert selfie controversy? Uh, I actually did see this and before you sent it to me. Um, yeah, it's crazy stuff. <laughs> okay, so briefly, Miranda Lambert's doing like some kind of Vegas residency. Yeah. And last week she was doing a concert. She was singing a, from the video. It sounded like a slow song. Not very familiar with Miranda's catalog. Same. But like a, a ballad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's like these weird Vegas shows where 
don't picture like a regular concert at an arena in your head. Picture like more like a club where there's like booths and people are getting like bottle service and shit like that. And there's a stage and she's singing on the stage. So these people took a selfie at the concert and on stage, you can see the video online. Miranda's like, hey, uh, can we just stop the song? Can we stop the song? She's like, oh, wait, actually, I wrote down what she said. Yeah, so, you know what I said? I'm going to stop right here for a second. I'm sorry. These girls are worried about their selfie and not listening to the song. It's pissing me off a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> I don't like it at all. We're here to hear some country music tonight. I'm singing some country damn music. <laughs> okay. So I heard about this controversy, and I was like, this sounds a little extreme. Like, people are taking pictures at a concert constantly. Yeah. And if you want to just take a picture of the stage and then do the turnaround where, you, you know, you turn around and now your face is in front of the stage... Right. That doesn't seem like a huge deal to me. Okay? Yeah. But then I saw the picture. Right. And now my my opinion has completely changed, and I'm on Miranda Lambert's side, which seems from reading the internet to be the minority position here. Oh, so, I'm 100% on her side. Okay, so if you if you look at this picture, uh, go to YouTube.com slash is this good, maybe, I think? Uh. Not sure. Just Google. <laughs> I mean, just type is this good into the search bar of YouTube. All right, here we go. So... We've got one, two, three, four, five, six women. Okay. Not a and selfie. Let's put that out right now. This is not 100% a selfie. 100% not a selfie. Yeah. It almost looks like perhaps a tripod was set up with a <laughs> ring light. But this is, there is definitely, this is definitely flash photography. Yes. And they've like purpose, like very posed this, right? So there's two women on one side, four on the other, and they've left a little gap through which you can see Miranda Lambert. Right. They're very close to the stage. They're maybe like two, three rows back. Yeah, I would say. And uh, Miranda's completely out of focus in the background singing her ballad. And they're in the front. Basically, my point is this picture took time to set up. Yes. And it would be fucking distracting to see five people suddenly standing when everyone else is sitting in a booth with their backs turned to you going like, oh, did you stand there? No, no, we can't see her. And then they're talking to the guy like, can you see Miranda through us? He's like, no, no, you move to the left. You move to the left. Anyways, people on the internet are de- are defending this. Ugh. They're basically like being like, it's a concert. It's supposed to be fun. What do you? All right, Adela Kalen. That's the person that took this picture and posted mm-hmm. it on her Instagram. She's right. a Las Vegas-based influencer who has more than seventeen thousand followers on Instagram. Congratulations. <laughs> well, We're fucking I, killing it, Adela. But listen. This was another picture. It's not like that was the only picture they took. Right. Then they took another picture where they were like, oh, let's not do Miranda in the middle. Let's or, do Adela, Adela in the middle. Right. <laughs> Which one do you think is Adela? I know it's for a fact it's the white the The, the white woman. The white woman. <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> when I say the white one, I don't mean the white woman. I mean um, the one wearing white in the middle. I don't think that's her. I think it's the one next to her. Oh, is it? Well, that's the woman... They look very similar. That's where I got this picture off of her Instagram account. Well, so, I don't know. Maybe. And then here, here's another one. So yeah, there's were, another one. They're taking lots oh, of Oh, okay, wait. So go back to the other picture. Okay, so you're right. It is the woman next to her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, I, I was looking... Did you read her, this Instagram post? Because people are, are like, you go, girl. Like, this is so insane. Anyways... <laughs> I want to just read you one comment. This is Adela left this comment. Okay. So I guess uh, this person, Margaret, had written like, 
you know, wow, I can't believe that Miranda did that to you. <laughs> oh my sure. God. Anyway, sure. so this is what she writes back. She goes, that's the first thing my husband said when I told him what happened. He said, what? You're her customers. Okay. Fuck you. Because I'm just going to guess her husband is some fucking douchebag business fucking bro. Yeah, I went deep on this Instagram. I'm ashamed to say. I don't really know. I know that they're fabulously wealthy. I know that they fly private. She's got her Mm -hmm. two dogs. And as we all know, the fabulously wealthy are typically uh, a very understanding group. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, not entitled at all. No, not entitled at all. Don't think the world is there for their benefit. <laughs> exactly. And exploitation. Yeah. Um, you know, they just seem like dicks to me. But carry on. Well, because uh, we talked about concerts might be the second thing, most thing we talk about after airplanes. Right. But like we talked <laughs> about uh, screaming at a concert so you mm-hmm. can't hear the music. We talked about people that were singing louder than the person singing we talk about people twerking at a taylor swift concert whether that was okay yeah and now we have this one and i'm gonna say this is not okay do not do this sure if you want to take a picture i mean i think i've said my rule on the show before take one picture and that's it right. put your phone away yeah and if you want to just do a quick turnaround selfie fine yeah there's a- you think you can line up <laughs> at a seated show which is tiered and leveled so she's staring directly at your backs like yeah, she's singing the song. The song's called Tin Man. Okay? Means a lot to her, probably. <laughs> I've never heard it, but it's probably about a man that she loves that doesn't have a heart. Yeah. Maybe okay? about Blake. You never know, right? Oh, Blake Schultz. That's yeah. that's the... You know, should her, I look up the lyrics of Tin ex. Man? Yeah, I'm going to look up it. the lyrics. Um, yeah, but I, I agree. But it's just this idea... Sorry to interrupt you. This idea we've talked about before that people think, oh, because I paid for this, yeah. I can do whatever I want. That's never been a rule, okay? You can't just go into a restaurant and just because you paid for the steak doesn't mean that you can dump a glass of water on the steak and slosh it around, okay? Agree 100%. No sloppy steaks. This is the sloppy steaks of concerts. I, I agree. This is the sloppy steaks of concerts. And you know what? Like, here's part of part of it as well. I think these people would do this in any circumstance, but... There is the Vegas contingency. There is the Vegas angle to this where everything feels like a bit of a spectacle. You're kind of slightly removed from it. You know what I mean? Like, Uh you know. But she lives in Vegas. It's not like she's there with the girlies for a bachelorette party. This is her home. No, I know. Yeah, you're right. She shat where she ate. I mean, there's people who are spending a year's worth of savings on this show, right? 100%. 100%. And they come from all over the world, probably. And to have these fucking rich people sitting very close, I can't imagine how much that would have cost for six people that close mm-hmm. in a residence. And you could see bottle service. Like, you could see they have bottles. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the entitlement is uh, is very gross, and I hate it. And they, if you go into the Instagram account, it's all there's so many videos and and pictures that they posted of this specific concert, and it's just ugh, I hate it. I hate it. Okay, lifestyle with Adela, we do not stand with you. <laughs> you are not welcome on Is This Good or The Great Beyond. So stop emailing. We don't want you. That's exactly right. Okay, so the Tin Man. It's hard to tell because I'm trying to listen to as I'm reading, but oh, it sorry. seems to be almost like a, not sarcastic, but like she's saying to the Tin Man, like, 
you're kind of lucky mm. because love is hard and you don't have a heart that breaks. Oh, okay. But I'm just trying to scroll down because I feel like in the bridge it's going to turn and she's going to say, like, it is worth it in right. the end, you know? Right. Better to have loved and lost kind of thing. By the way there, Mr. Tin Man, if you don't mind the scars, give me your armor and you can have my heart. Oh, okay. That's just fucking sad. Women were had their backs turned <laughs> as Miranda Lambert was singing about Blake Shelton. Maybe we don't know. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything uh, you need the to gall. be upset about before I get to uh, the comment of the week? <laughs> well, this is sort of related. I um, This is a very who are you moment. Uh, I watched Messi's debut. debut. Who are you? I know. <laughs> uh, we we subscribe to the uh, the Apple, the iTunes, whatever it's called. Apple TV. The Apple TV. Apple Plus, TV. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's. Is it part? Was it part of the uh, the the soccer thing, the MLS thing? Oh, I don't know. It I might know. be. I don't know. I'm not a huge football head like you, Jay. Uh, yeah, I, neither am I. But I was sitting watching TV, uh, and I was like, "Oh, look! They get the, his his debut is tonight." I didn't even know it was happening, so I just put it on, and then it was halftime. And I'm like, oh, this guy hasn't even gone on yet. I guess he was on oh, a minute. Really? Yeah, it was oh, okay. uh, it, like the place was about to explode, you know, like because they were waiting for him and they uh, an entire half of soccer had happened. But I guess he was on a minutes restriction because he has to get back into shape or whatever. I don't know. Uh, OK, they're slow, slow playing him. So this is somewhat related to the to the cell phone thing. Uh, I saw this picture come up uh, on my feed afterwards, and I kind of noticed it when I was watching. Like, there were super st- superstars there. LeBron mm-hmm. James was there. Uh, okay. One of the Williams sisters, like, probably Serena. Um, uh, David Beckham was there. He's an owner of the Miami, Inner Miami or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, just... It was definitely uh, Serena, by the way. It was definitely Serena? Serena? Okay. Um, and it was a who's who... Uh, the Car- One of the Kardashians was there. Anyways... I this picture popped up and I again I noticed this too but Messi is about to go on the field and then you see all these fucking idiots with their phones they're standing mm-hmm. in front of him but look at Bex Bex is just taking it in <sighs> he's just like a a proud papa a proud owner is like taking in the moment wait David Beckham owns this so yeah if you don't know what we're talking about and I don't even know <laughs> but okay tell, tell me if this is right Lionel Messi largely considered to be the best one of the best of all time yeah top five of all time yeah i don't know maybe number two behind pele but he's (laughs) now playing in america yes and i think relative to how the part of his career that he's at he's the best player to ever play in the mls i know i know beckham played for la galaxy yeah yeah but i think beckham was older and beckham was never as good as Messi. no no so yeah so it's a huge fucking thing totally yeah um, but my question is, why is Beckham own the Miami team? Because I know he used to play in L.A. Yeah, he's a part owner of, of Miami. Oh, okay, I believe, cool, cool, I cool. Good if for not you, Beckham. the owner, I don't know. But anyways, uh, that made me laugh um, because it's being recorded. Like there's a thousand cameras on it. You don't. Why do you need to have it on your device? Well, ironically, though, I watched the Miranda Lambert thing incident. As from someone's recorded video in the crowd. So if they didn't have their phones on, I would have never been able to yeah. see what how it yeah. went down. Fair enough. But it's, it's funny that you're saying that because the reason I know Serena was there was because 
there was a video of Serena going nuts when Messi scored. Yeah. This is the game where he scored on like that free kick to win, right? And it was it was a Hollywood ending. Like he had been on the field, uh they were uh, they were going to go to penalty kicks because it's some cup. It's it's an off season friendly or something. Or the, I don't okay, know. Okay, okay, okay. People, the soccer people are going to come after us. But uh, it was a it was a free kick. It was he kind of flopped in front of the goal. Basically, uh, he got a free kick, and there was a wall of people. And I think that's it's his signature thing. Is he just sort of he can bend the ball like Beckham, I suppose. <laughs> 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 but he just kicks it over over. Uh, the 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 crowd of guys who are you know cupping their balls and stuff and it goes in the net and it's like mm-hmm. it would it, it it was it was like two minutes uh, overtime it would have been going to penalty kicks if this hadn't happened and he literally won the game so his first right. outing out in MLS huge debut and uh, yeah pe- people lost their minds and I, Rachel was next to me. And uh, she was getting ready to watch it, and then she just completely fell asleep. Like she does that; she'll just like, uh, "Here it comes. Mm. This is gonna." She's this not is getting it. enough. Uh, she's not getting enough calories from her girl dinners. <laughs> Have more than two almonds for dinner, Rachel. Um, no, she. Uh, and then she just sort of conked out right when it was happening, and then I was like, "Oh, don't worry. They're gonna re- re- repeat it. Like this is the most historic shot uh, probably in MLS history." No replay. No replay. For literally fifteen minutes. That's why. That's why you got to record it, JD, on your own phone. Can't I guess rely so. On these soccer replays. I guess so. Uh, but I was going to say the reason I knew Serena was there is because I I saw a video of he he scores the goal. They cut to the crowd. Yeah. I guess this was in the broadcast, and Serena's are going fucking apeshit nuts. Yeah. Like she's super psyched. But then to your point, next to her is old Kim K, with her. <laughs> Shoot, I don't want to screw this up. What uh, one of her children on her lap? Okay, and they're looking at a phone. She misses it completely. Like you could see Serena's like Wah! going nuts, <laughs> and then only when Serena goes nuts, so the ball is already in the net. Kim K looks up like, "Well, what happened? What happened?" Ugh. So there it's you pathetic. go. It's pathetic. There you go. Pathetic. Um, well. You said people might email us because we don't know uh, anything about soccer. But uh, to end the show, <clears throat> I would like to apologize because I have angered the disc golf community. Okay? Well, not the froth community. I've learned that it's not the froth community because froth, I mean, Frisbee is a brand name. Yeah. This is disc golf. I'm just going to read you some. Honestly, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> We've almost been doing this show for a year. Nothing that I have ever said has garnered this much mail. <laughs> I could I could have said, like, you know what? Children should not be allowed out of the house ever. And and some people would be like, well, I guess they are kind of loud at restaurants. <laughs> but I said that disc golf was boring and that they only use one disc for the whole course and people were upset. Well, hold on. Booyah machine. You were the, weren't you the one that said they had different discs? No, no, Skeets was saying that. Oh, okay. And I very confidently told him that wasn't true. <laughs> so, a Booyah machine says, "Best part is Skeets perfectly inferring the mechanics of disc golf while Manny O, with all the confidence in the world, repeatedly tells him he's wrong. Uh, Galenciaga says, good thing disc golf wasn't the topic of subjective trivia because you, Matty O, know nothing about the game. Skeets is right. 
like regular golf, disc golfers carry on many different discs for different situations. I like this comment from Alex Hayden. You know nothing about disc golf. Nothing. <laughs> Have you ever even watched a PDGA event? And it's not Frisbee golf. Frisbee is a brand. Discs are made by many companies. Good thing you uninvited yourself to any disc golf outings before ever being offered. <laughs> As LeBron once said, be better tomorrow. Uh... Uh, but uh, I have to thank Jason Friedman wrote a very nice email to us Aaron Dow sent an email to actually the No Dunks email which was forwarded to me Mm -hmm. he wrote a nice little explainer with like uh, my preconceived notions and he was like uh, saying why they were wrong yeah that was a nice one yeah it was very nice so uh, basically yeah they do bring different fucking discs like uh, just like in golf where you have the the driver and then the wedge and then the putter you got I don't know the driver disc which I'm assuming is bigger and heavier you'd think yeah travel yeah hey you learn something you learn you learn something every day I again I apologize still not gonna play (laughs) um oh you know I'm gonna say say one positive thing about disc golf unlike regular golf where to play it they have to like take over giant blocks of a city and then plant grass and then water that grass in a drought and then usually it's only over private members at least the disc golf people are just setting up their metal cages in regular parks you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying Respect Yeah. Uh, and then I'll have to think of other nice things to say about it <laughs> uh, Listen to next week's show that's coming up Monday, July 31st The guest will be Trey Kirby as the Summer of Dunks continues and of course tonight Join us for the Patreon live stream hangout, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Go to patreon.com slash isthisgood to sign up. Email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Don't take the summer off. No. Summer's happening. You're out more. Maybe your brain's less on work. More on is this good topics, yeah. okay? Yeah. Uh, subscribe everywhere. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. My voice is gone. <laughs> so uh, let's end this here. This was JD and Matt reaching out from the great beyond. We'll see you next week. Or tonight. Bye.